So three guys getting together right after Thanksgiving. And you know, we just going all in. Stay tuned. Here we go. You have reached the I'm Dealing With broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. Stay tuned as three guys are just going to be hanging out after Thanksgiving, talking some trash. Let's get right into it. All right, you've reached the I'm Dealing With broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. Today, I've got two special people with me and we just going to be you know talking it up talking about some stuff all right so uh fellas go ahead and uh introduce yourself um justice happy thanksgiving everybody this is trey oh okay so you guys uh, have you guys have heard trey before you guys have heard <laughs> trey many times before especially when it was me and the boys part one two three part 12 y'all's favorite y'all's favorite <laughs> Yeah, that was hilarious when we were trying to talk about but but today we have a new guest, a uh, um, uh, gentleman by the name of Justice. Uh, Justice, just kind of talk about, you know, your background, where you hail from, so people can get a sense of who you are and uh, your interests and things of that sort. Oh, and also where they can find you on social media. All right, well, we can start it off. My social media is jnasty, J-A-Y-N-A-A-S-T-Y-Y, nasty, J, you know, J, nasty. Uh, I'm originally from Kansas. Um... I moved to Georgia probably about around second, third grade. Um, my life has been very eventful. <laughs> At the same time, I'm very, you know, blessed and grateful for it and all the learning opportunities and, you know, just everything that's happened. But, um, you know, it's nothing too special. You know what I'm saying? I just, I just enjoy life, man. I'm out here in Cali, pretty new. I've been here for about a month, so I'm enjoying myself. You know, I'm out here with my bro. And uh, mm-hmm. this amazing man right here allowing me to be on the podcast today so oh yeah we just we just trying to do anything and everything to try to keep this thing going so you guys heard him trying to talk about his background and where he's from from all the way from kansas city kansas city now are you are you a a chiefs fan no not really who's, who's your football team falcons what he's yeah, a Atlanta I, Falcons yeah, fan. Falcons and see, I don't watch football. I don't watch sports and nothing like that, so I don't know. That's okay, so y'all yeah. already know he's different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll play it though. We can play it all day. Whatever you want to play, it don't matter to me. Y'all already know he different. He different. <laughs> now you know what's amazing. So if if you guys have been listening to him, uh, kind of talk like, yeah, yeah, you know, guys, I'm just you know. If y'all, if y'all listen to uh, Me and the Boys, part one, two, and three, he kind of sounds like this other cat <laughs> that we went in on. I don't know who y'all talking about. Namely, my oldest son. Oh. <laughs> yeah, man. It's just been some crazy stuff. So um, since you've been here in Cali, man, uh, what are some of the things that you've been doing um, or what you've uh, kind of learned? Maybe some, some things different from California versus uh, Kansas, man. I don't know, man. Really, I've really just been just keeping my head down. Yeah. Besides, yeah. you know, snowboarding, um, just hanging out with my friends that I do have out here. And mm-hmm. I don't really, really family. I don't really consider them friends. You know, it's it's a life, it's a life friendships. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
Now I know we can. I know we can talk. About, I know Trey. Trey, you know he yeah. he, he he can go. <laughs> he can go when you put him on a microphone. <laughs> so let me. Without him interrupting, how okay. did how did you guys meet? How did you guys become dang. who you are? All right, so yeah, I don't want him interrupting because he he would probably we, say, yeah, we that would happen. Yep. he'll. Be, he liked telling the stories because he got he got some good stories. I don't even like him telling, but he loved telling everybody. But um, we met in fourth grade. Um, Dang, that's way back. Yeah, um, I moved to Georgia my the summer before third grade year, mm-hmm. and um, around the time my parents got divorced, I can't remember if it was before or after, but uh, I moved schools, and that's when he was just moving to California. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, we ended up sitting together. You know, the teacher put us beside each other and. Really, how we got really how we became cool is um, I stole one of his snacks. <laughs> oh, wow. I stole his oh, snacks. So y'all hear that they became close because you stole something. Crazy stuff. Stuff. No, Crazy. but look though, cause like I took the snack out his, you know what I'm saying, and like I, you know, he understood that I, you know, I, I was a little hungry, so you know, he he brought me something the next day, and like I thought that was I thought that was real, you know what I'm saying? Like, he brought me something. He was like, bro, I got you. You know, you ain't got to go take nobody else's snack or you ain't got to take my snack. Wow. You know, but then I was taking his snack when he was bringing me something. So, you know. <laughs> okay, Trey. So, what is it? Yeah, his sounds a little janky. <laughs> What's your version it, of it? I mean, it's pretty accurate. Yeah, it's but what actually happened was he didn't take my snack first. He took one of our classmates' snack Ooh. first. That's how I became friends with him. See, like he, like he said, uh, we got sit, sat next to each other in fourth grade. So I had nobody to really talk to. So he was the only person in the class I would really talk to. So we got to just talking and things like that, talking about where we came from. And then it was snack time. And so he <laughs> apparently didn't have any food. And this one girl named Chelsea. Wow. <laughs> decided, you remember the name of all Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, my God. If you're watching this podcast, we remember you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But anyway, she had some Lay's chips in her backpack. And he was hungry. And he decided he wanted to take her snack. And me being myself, I wasn't going to tell because I wanted him to tell him himself. <laughs> what? <laughs> and what I, mean, what I mean by that is he already had eaten her lace chips, so all of the salt was all around Ooh, his mouth. Yes. And when the teacher came and asked everybody who took her snack, <laughs> nobody said anything. And wow. she went up to Justice and said, Justice, <laughs> did you take my snack? And he deliberately said no, while the salt was still on the side <laughs> of his mouth. <laughs> and come to find out, I don't know how he did not get in trouble whatsoever, oh but he didn't. And ever ever since then, he's been coming <laughs> to my house every day, and we've been friends ever since. <laughs> That's like yeah. the story of the person. What was that commercial? The person's like eating the Cheetos. It wasn't us. It wasn't us. <laughs> Pull out the light, and all of a sudden, there's all the cheese all over your face. It wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, well, oh. we've been through. We've been through a lot, just happy things sad things everything you can think of we've been through it together wow wow so justice so if you were if you were to paint a picture of yourself of one of the things that you're most embarrassed about what would it be if you could think of think over your past that you may have did something that was embarrassing (laughs) (laughs) oh Um, man we're gonna be here for honestly i'll probably say the most embarrassing part of my life i would say for me was probably when i was alcoholic Ooh. Was, that was the most embarrassing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wasn't really myself. Yeah. And uh, I got a lot after I like, cleared up. I got a lot of um, got a lot of input from a lot of people. You know, and I I think that's what's one of the things that I've talked about previously is um, we've talked about alcoholism. Yeah. You know, and even myself, even I've gone through it. 
to where uh, there's been times in my past where I'm not going to say I'm embarrassed about it mm-hmm. because I don't mind saying that, yeah, I had a problem. I did. Yeah. You know, when you've been drinking two forties and a pint of 20, 20 and 10 minutes to yourself and not even getting the buzz, yeah. there's a problem, you yeah. know? And, um, and it's just kind of one of those things where the, the first, the only way you can begin to start fixing and working on it is just like, as they say, is admitting that, you know what? I got a problem. Put yeah. your hand. I, I, you know, and it and it happens because I mean the truth of the matter is, you say it's an embarrassing moment, and I feel you on that. And we all, all of us, have um, moments in our lives where we feel embarrassed about something. Yeah. If it's not that, sure. oh, I got a lot of pornography. If it's not that, uh, <laughs> my mouth is foul. If it's not that, uh, you know, I, I can't get away from these movies I've been watching. If it's not that, I got a gambling addiction. If it's not that. Uh, I can't stop shooting up. I can't stop snorting. I can't stop. You know, there's all these different issues that many of us men that we deal with on a daily basis. So um, not for me, you know, that's not an embarrassing moment for me. I just I, mean, I don't I don't mind talking about my yeah. one of my issues, man. I think we talked about it at the at, at here at the house when the last time we had a dinner and we all had no questions going around. And when I and one of the things I talked about uh, was a time where. Actually, I really didn't talk about it. I actually brought up another moment, but <laughs> just thinking about it, there was another moment. So, so back in the day, you know, I was, I was a young fellow, and man, uh, <laughs> it's pretty funny, funny as heck. Um, yeah, I'm riding my, I'm riding my bike, man. I'm doing my thing. I have my sister with me, have my boys with me, and I'm having, a, I'm having an awesome job because I was a, I was a BMX dude, you know, riding yeah. dirt bikes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> He's already laughing. Yeah, so and one of the things that we would do, man, we would, we would get together, we'd go into canyons, and we had these tracks that we built, and we would just, you know, show off with each other. Everybody had a great time, but usually on the weekend, every neighborhood would come together and come to this particular canyon. So mm-hmm. there'd be like 50 people on bicycles just oh, having a great, lit. oh, it was lit. Yeah, but the problem was you had to kind of, you didn't want to get embarrassed, like, the day of yeah. so you came like early during the week <laughs> to do some stuff yeah, yeah. so this time it's like 10 of us you know myself and my sister and a bunch of other my fellow fellow friends and we're practicing and one of the things that you were all that you could that you you want to get a rep for was being able to jump real high yeah so what they would do is they would stack tires in front of the jump and you had to clear these tires oh, oh man we wow. had a blast so so my highest was like at the time, it's like four tires. Mm-hmm. So to me, that was like, but when I started seeing my boys jumping five and, yeah. you know, whatever, I was like, <laughs> you suck, you know? <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so I went up in the canyon with a couple of my boys and, and everybody, and we started stacking these tires. So come down the track and I hit the jump. I pull up. I said, I, make, I made the four, right? Yeah, you cleared it, dude. So I said, put another one on. Are you sure? Yeah, put another one on. I said, I, w- I want to be like, at least like everybody else. I want to yeah. clear it. Pulled up the bike, boom. Yeah, uh, I'm good, right? Yeah, you cleared it by a long. I'm like, really? Yeah. Let's stack another one. So now I'm up to six. So yeah, man. So I come down the straightaway and I pull up, and then I do this other thing where you pull the whole bike up in the air, like yeah. completely flat, mm-hmm. and then you, you know, you land. Yeah. So I pulled it up, and I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna make it. So I landed it, you yeah. know, and they're like, dude, yeah. you still had like at least another foot. I'm like, what? The bottom of your tire at least had another foot. So what I did was I stacked the seventh tire on. Oh, Lord. And then this time what I did was I told him to take the whole stack and move it off to the side of the jump mm. so that way I can jump through it 
without you know over it yeah. and i just really wanted them to see exactly what my tires were yeah and they said that's right they did it they go you can do it dude you can do it you got it cleared i'm like bad, 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 bad. <laughs> i said let's do it so then more some more people started riding up into the canyon so now it's not 10 of us now like yeah. 15 you know whatever and i'm just like what I can do it. This would be cool if I get my rep before everybody yeah, yeah, show man. up you know, on Saturday, right? You know, going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it one time and get out. It's about to be lit, right? So I'm like, going, yeah, everybody's going to be talking about this, man. <laughs> and yeah, they did too. <laughs> so they pull the tires back in front of the jump. I go back and I turn around on the straightaway and I'm hightailing it down the straightaway. So I come down, I hit the jump, and I pull up up in the air. And as soon as I get my front tire well up, then I pull up the rest of the bike and I do this flat thing. And all of a sudden, I look down and I can see the tires. And I'm like, I'm making it. I'm clearing it. I'm clearing it. And then I look down again and I see my front tire decide to leave my forks, hit the ground, and take off by itself. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, oh my God. God. Dude. I would have been so sure. Dude. And man, uh, when I looked down and saw the the whole front wheel of my bike just fall off in midair, <laughs> I wasn't even coming down yet. <laughs> I was still passing wow. the tires yeah, and the whole front tire came off, hit the ground and took off <laughs> in my mind. I was like, this is about to be a bust. I woke up under a bush like three minutes later. I don't know how I, I don't know how I crashed. I don't know what all happened. I just remember somebody dragging my feet. Yeah. <laughs> pulling me off under the bush. Oh, man, that's amazing. It, it, oh dude, man. It, I mean, honestly, uh, everybody talked about how I cleared them tires, but what they talked about the most was the front wheel falling <laughs> off the off the bike. That was embarrassing to me, man. I mean, that that went around for ooh years. I mean, even come Saturday, by the time Saturday came around and everybody was coming from the different areas, they all knew about oh it. <laughs> yeah, man. Again, it took a whole week and a half, man, to try to find that. And it was sad is because you know my my dad, you know, even though he was home, but he was never home. He was always working. So it was like a week and a half, my mom, everybody knew, because my mom was always a part of us. My mom was walking with me in the canyon for a week and a half, trying to figure out where that wheel was. Oh, wow. <laughs> he couldn't, he find, couldn't it. find it. It took us, it took us a week and a half to finally find that wheel. So yeah, dude. For, so for me, that was my embarrassing moment. So it wasn't even, yeah, it wasn't drinking. It wasn't such and such. You know, I, didn't never, I never had the, the, the moments of alcohol where you're, you know, you were so drunk, you completely embarrassed yourself or you've been throwing up and all that. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, all yeah. the junk, I, I think about crazy. the stuff that I did like in front of people that I really kind of had some control over, but I just didn't do it. Mm -hmm. Or something just, you thought you had it and you realized, yeah. oh, it's about to be yeah. bad. <laughs> <laughs> what about, so what about you, Trey? <laughs> I haven't had any, I haven't had any embarrassing one. I mean, I guess this one will be kind of embarrassing, but it's more like, life-threatening <laughs> and it, this is literally i want to say about three months before i met him mm. so i was in third grade is literally the end of the year we were having a i think it was a pizza party and while i was eating the pizza we had got eliminated and everything in our cups and they had the big like it wasn't the big ones but the cubes of ice mm -hmm. like the actual cubes and i swallowed one of the cubes i usually Ooh. always eat the ice and just do it like that and one time I, I was drinking the lemonade and the ice got caught Ooh. and I could not breathe. I you're laughing, but I literally See, could, not, <laughs> I could not breathe. And that's everybody kept asking laughing. me like, Trey, are you okay? And I was not answering because I couldn't breathe. So I ran out the class and ran to the bathroom oh, 
And like my eyes literally were about to close. I felt like I was literally about to pass out because I couldn't breathe. The ice was that thick to where it wasn't yeah. melting as fast. Yeah. So I was sitting wow. on the ground and my teacher came in the bathroom and was like, Trey, are you in here? And I just, I was just being silent. I was like, I don't want her to know I'm choking. Damn, I don't know crazy. why I didn't say anything. Now looking back on the bill, it was crazy. And then somehow the ice melted fast enough before I couldn't breathe it's anymore. Ice. That's why I was laughing yeah. because that's happened to me a few times. And like, I really had to calm myself down and be like, it's ice. It's going to melt. But it was shit. embarrassing <laughs> because when I went outside, I told my friend that I was with, I was oh, like, dude, man. I almost choked and died. <laughs> and instead ice. of him like saying, are you okay? This dude goes in the classroom and tells everybody. <laughs> and everybody's like, Oh, Trey, you okay? So I'm like sitting by the cry like a little baby, like, dang, they all know I almost choked. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's going to be calling me a little baby now. Yeah, on the ice cube? Dang, yeah. that's crazy. I'm sorry that happened to you, bro. Yeah, my brother went through one of them. <laughs> <laughs> He's laughing. Sorry that happened yeah, to you, bro. Yeah, I could have lost you, dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that happened to my brother, you know, one time, and, and it wasn't even an ice cube, man. It was, it was rice. Oh, wow. Shit. Rice, yeah. Dang. So come to, come to find out, um, we didn't know it. And it happens sometimes to me, kind of, sort of, every now and again. But more so for him, he used to have to go after that happened. He used to have to go every year to kind of have like this surgery, this uh, Mm -hmm. procedure. Because um, his throat, the the areas in his throat close up periodically as the years, you know, through the years. So it would be enlarged today and he's fine. But as it gets closer to whatever that time it is, it gets it's smaller. Mm-hmm. So that means when he's eating a certain thing, he has to watch how he eats it because if not, what will end up happening, he'll start choking on it. And uh, water, juice, or anything won't dissolve it enough for him to completely swallow it. Wow. Oh, so, wow. yeah, I mean, uh, there's some stuff out there. I mean, like for me, like even now, I mean, there's certain things... I have to watch how I, how I eat it because if I eat it the wrong way or certain things, I don't take enough mm-hmm. juice in order to swallow. Uh, it's a bad deal. There was yeah. a time I ate a steak when we were, we were at um, El Torito. We were at El Torito one time, and yeah, I couldn't get. I swallowed. I was. It was like a shredded beef or something like mm-hmm. that, and I sw- and I couldn't. And it was like it just stayed like right here in my throat. And it just sat there, and I could. I mean, I could breathe through my nose and everything, but trying to swallow. Yes. could swallow oh yeah it was bad so mm. I, I i mean I, it's amazing that it happened but i we left from the restaurant drove all the way home and then at home i was trying to find ways to swallow something and try to stick my fingers in my mouth to try to get it yeah. to come up or something like that so mm-hmm. i've been th- i i get it i get it you know the sad part about you know i've seen it with the ice cubes They're like oh yeah you know just pour some hot water down the throat. I'm like, I'm like, uh, I, I, I get what you're trying to do, yeah. but yeah, let's let's allow the ice cube to go down, but let's burn <laughs> everything else on the inside. Yeah. You know, you can't do that either, man. I remember I swallowed a quarter. <laughs> I, I think everyone was playing. I was playing with it. I think I was throwing it up in there. <laughs> I was throwing it up in there and catching it, and I had my mouth wide open, and I missed it, and it went straight down my throat. Wow. I was scared. Like, I was so scared. I literally sat there and, like, did everything I could just to swallow it. Like, I didn't tell my mom or my dad. <laughs> I what? sat there and I really contemplated my life. I was like, why are you playing with it? Why are you playing with coins? Like, <laughs> you just swallowed the whole coin. Like, What's wrong with you? That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, I mean, it's like, so, so, okay, so we talked about some embarrassing moments, but what is some of the things that maybe it didn't happen to you? what you actually saw happen to somebody else or you seen something visually in front of you, you just go, oh, my God, that was crazy. Um, it's more of embarrassing moments for me than 
I've been through a lot of years man, in my life. A lot. I've done a lot of dumb stuff, and that would be the punishment, you know? I think we've all done some dumb stuff. Yeah. i tell you what I, just, I saw just recently. So we were out, oh, man, where were we at? Wasn't even Walmart. Oh, Burlington and Marietta. So we're in Burlington and Marietta at the at the new one that they just, you know, took everything, took it to the new building. And we're in there, man. I would have thought that, that we were at like in Walmart at one o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is Burlington in broad daylight, like I wanna say it was like twelve o'clock, you know, noonish in the yeah. afternoon. I thought I was at Walmart at one o'clock in the morning. Cause you know, people just come in any old kind of way. Yeah. This dude. I mean, he wasn't a kid. You know, he was like at least 20, between 25 and 31. This dude had a full pajama outfit on with fluffy sl- slippers, and he had his robe on. Oh, <laughs> was, what? Bruh, <laughs> bruh. And was in the aisle shopping in the men's area. <laughs> That's me. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, so did this dude just wake up, grab his keys, and just say, you know, I'm out, it's time to go shopping. I'm right there, I walk up to him. Do you need some help? Sir, are you okay? That's me. I, I, I've seen some stuff, and I just go. It's so comfortable. Mm, it's not presentable, but it's comfortable. Like my dad used to hate when I walked out in public like that. Like my dad's military, so like mm, it's not presentable. So like if I walk, even yeah. if I walk onto the street with my pajamas <laughs> on, he gets mad. Like what are you doing? Like you need to put some clothes on. I'm like, bro. I'm For me, it's it's one thing if you know, hey, I, I'm you know I'm great. Go out, go take the trash cans outside, go yeah. jump on something like that, but. For me to hop in the car, I mean, unless it's an emergency, like I'm, I'm headed, like I gotta go to the emergency, or mm-hmm. I'm, I gotta rush somebody because it's an emergency. At, but to say, hey, I'm here, I'm out shopping today, and I just want to be comfortable in my robe and pajamas in my fluffy slippers. <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm, no, no, we're not doing that. Oh, yeah, the <laughs> fluffy like, slippers. Yeah, yeah, the fluffies on, man. It'd it be the dudes that get me to have like the. And they were animals. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. They be having like the real kitty. Uh, <laughs> they were the animal slippers. Like, yeah, and he was the young cat, man. I, I've seen some stuff where you just go, um, mm, this is not something like. Yeah. I just, <laughs> yeah, not I even. Okay, so name something that you would never do. Something I would never do? Name something you would never do. That you wouldn't be caught doing. That I wouldn't be caught doing. Not that. No, that's what I'm saying now. <laughs> I might do it, but you ain't gonna catch me. That's not what I'm talking about. No, I was just thinking I've done so much stuff I ain't got caught. But no, I'm talking about name something you just. Yeah, you just wouldn't do. Um, I just wouldn't do. Trey, go while you wait. Yeah, name yeah, something yeah. you wouldn't do. But are we just talking about? Events? Or are we talking about just, 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 some, just, some, just something you I just know good? Well, there's something I would never do any drugs like cocaine or heroin. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's honestly, easy. I know that's, that's honestly my first that's mine. That's mine. You know, I mean, people say whatever they want, yeah. but for instance, for me, I don't like needles. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, some people are like, oh no, I'm good with needles. I'm, I'm a man. Guess what? I'm a punk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest with you. <laughs> when the kids used to get their uh, their tests and they had to go, you know, get their your shots, you know, every mm-hmm. year or whatever to get their shots and stuff, uh, checkups and what have mm-hmm. you. Uh, yeah, the doctor was like, oh yeah, you know, they're gonna get a shot, you know, this that. And the kids would be like, Dad, you know, I don't want a shot. And I used to, I'm not going to lie. You can ask them to this day. I used to like, you know what? Better you than me. <laughs> That's exactly what I used to do. I mean, I don't like shots to this day, man. Um, I mean, I'll, as soon as they poke me, I'll like, I might turn my head. I don't just, I don't scream and all that kind of stuff. But, but to willingly just want to put a needle in my arm to, 
to do drugs or something like mm, I, I just yeah, yeah I, I, I could I could I could not be a drug addict it, it, not just for that purpose but there's just that's yeah. just one thing I could do when you do. look at the pictures of these people like when they do drugs like I don't get how that doesn't change your mind about doing it like you be seeing like holes in the arm, it, and like, like a pin cushion. Yeah, and their face messed up. Like, you, why would you want to do that? You know, and the sad part about it is, just like an an alcoholic, is as they say, it's you know, <clears throat> once you get to that first high, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that is, um, whether it's crack, whether it's cocaine, or you're an alcoholic and you get to that first high off of an OE or E and J, whatever it is that you're drinking, mm-hmm. and you get that first drunk, what happens is you get addicted to that particular moment Mm -hmm. and then you find yourself the rest of your life until you basically kick that habit chasing it Mm -hmm. and it keeps you locked in because you're trying to chase that neck that last high you got Mm -hmm. and it just keeps you know it's like pookie on (laughs) showing i'm feeding dog i need feeding you know and and that and that's what happens man um but yeah for me i could yeah i I couldn't be a drug addict i just i mean there's a lot of opportunities for a lot of things that we could have been but that's one thing that for me yeah i got alcoholism and all that yeah thank god we're not there anymore but Mm -hmm. yeah drugs for me is not gonna happen you um Hey, I got the easy one. Oh boy, yeah, we, I'll it's never, that easy. I, I got the easy one, man. Let's see, I'll never. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, see, he ain't ready. I told you he ain't ready. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Eric all over again, yeah, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Eric, good question. I never put my hands on my kids. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't go away for me. Yeah, I can't do that. Mine. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny. I I grew up and I hated it. I grew up and I hated it, you know, because yeah. my mother was a disciplinary in our family. She, I'm all about discipline. I just like no, I don't no, feel no. like that's no. A my mother was the disciplinary. I mean, when my father came home, I mean, unless unless my mother said, you know what, I ain't feel like dealing with you. You yeah. wait till your father get home till you go crap. Because you know, mom, mm-hmm. you might be able to talk yourself out of it. Yeah. With dad, he was like. See, I done came home from right. work all this hot day, right. and all of a sudden, your mama don't want to deal with you, and I got to deal with you. He goes, there ain't nothing to talk about it. He goes, if there's something you want to talk about that's important, you can talk about it to me after the, after it's over with. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That was my dad. Thanks. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, and I, I, as a child, I hated it. I, you know, I hated that, and I didn't like it. Uh, and it's amazing sometimes when you, be, when you become a parent, you know, sometimes you take on aspects of your former parents or mm-hmm. those that, kind of reared you yeah. but then you also take on aspects of what you think is best for your yeah. immediate family mm-hmm. and uh like for instance i mean you know we've talked about it before when we're on the show you know my oldest son being who he was my oldest daughter my youngest daughter my youngest son even though the rules in the house were the same mm-hmm. for instance i could talk to you and you get it i could talk to him he'd be like Psh. Unless you're going to hit me, I'm going right back to doing what I was yeah, doing. Yeah. That's literally what I was and, about to say. And, and, and that's the thing, because you have one that you can, t- like, for instance, Shay, it, even as an adult right now, I can go in there and go talk to her and just be disappointed in her. And to her, her whole world's come to an end because her, her dad's mad at her. Mm-hmm. The other ones, they'd be like, I don't care if he's mad. I hope right? he's going to take a nap. <laughs> Matter of fact, I hope he cut so yeah. I can go back to doing what I'm doing. And then part two of that is they're coming for help the next day for you. 
Exactly. Right. And we know that. We didn't both <clears throat> talk about that before. Yeah, no, exactly. No, but I'm, I'm on the same boat with you because yeah. I've said that since I was little. I didn't yeah, put my hands on the kids. But when yeah. you actually get into those situations, right. then you start to think like, this one, you're going to have to do this because it's not going <laughs> to work. Yeah, yeah. And he, he seen, he's seen me with Kyrie at <laughs> home. Right. Like, he doesn't, that, yeah. he doesn't listen to Shay. He's like, okay, well, if I keep doing this, I can get away with this. But he knows when I come in the room, he knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's yeah. not a game. It, it, it's funny because, you know, my mom, man, it, you know, if you listen to any of the, uh, the, the, the comedians through the years, the earlier comedians, mm-hmm. like, you know, your Richard Pryor mm-hmm. and Eddie Murphy and stuff like my mother was one of the ones that they talked about. You know, she would be spanking you and talking to you at the same time. <laughs> Did not okay. tell you what yeah. you should do. I mean, for there was a word for every lick yeah. that and they want you to know. answer it to. Like, <laughs> nobody asked you to speak. Well, you didn't ask the question. <laughs> Man, that used to make me mad. It got to a point where I had to get held in the air when I got my butt whooped, bro. Because I'll, I'll do everything in the world. You know, that I'm is, athletic, so I'll do everything uh, in the world. That they is make true. Me more mad, that, bro. Man, they used uh, to have me so mad. That, that is true, man. Oh, my God. So you just got some money for a car whatever that money is for a car you can only use it on a car what are you buying am i buying <laughs> mm-hmm. how much money i got don't you get you got money for a car I got money it doesn't matter what the money NSX, is 1996 all black i'm cussing them out all oh you old school give me some dab on that <laughs> yeah, yeah. what so so, you, so you're a tuner head yeah okay all right what about you trey well since you since we're it seems like we're only talking about one car because if I had the money that I can get multiple, I'm, my first time I purchased a GTR because that's my favorite car of all time. Okay. Yeah. But if we're just talking about right now, I'm getting that probably getting a Jeep for a family car. If, if we're just talking about right now, I have to just pick I'm, one car. I'm just saying, hey, you getting that's some money car. to buy whatever, but yeah, it has yeah. to be on a car. See, that's yeah. why I said yeah. it has to be on a car. Yeah. So whatever that money is. See, that's why I said I have to do a family car first. I can't go be so I don't got no family. Man. I am my family. Exactly. So get my NSX. You're right. Uh, you can do whatever you want there. <laughs> Me, myself, and I. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I actually have several. There's, I mean, because when I actually kind of popped that question, mm-hmm. it came to mind was all these cars that I would love to have in, like, mm-hmm. my arsenal. Yeah. And if I was giving money to buy whatever car I wanted, you know, of course, I can say, well, I'm going to buy this car, but I'm going to use the rest of the money to do. Yeah, and they're yeah, like, no, you can't yeah. use it on anything yeah. else but a vehicle. What would you get? And I was like, there's the Kona Sig, a Jira R. There's the Pagani that I'd be mm-hmm. interested in. Oh, there oh, is the God. CCX that I would be interested in. Um, I, I'm actually surprised you didn't say the GT500, knowing you're a Mustang dude. I thought about it. And I was like, well, yeah, I'm surprised he didn't say the GT500. So, yeah, there, there's actually a couple cars um, that I would have personally like to have um, just because. Um, even, you know, not daily drivers, but something to take out every now and yeah. again. Um to be honest, with you, I actually love the Jeeps, too. I love the it's, Jeeps. Really How nice. y'all feel about the truck? Truck? Exactly the like the it? commander like that um, I've I've actually That's seen what they it? I've actually seen quite a few of those and especially some real nice ones. Matter of fact, I was at In and Out uh, last month or something like that. I was in the drive thru and this chick pulls up this little tiny little thing. Mm-hmm. She gets out of this. It's yellow and bl- with black accents, black wheels. It's lifted. Got oh, the yeah. I mean, it's got the whole kit and all that. <laughs> that and, and she and she gets out of this thing. Gets ready to go inside. And I'm like going. This Jeep is bomb. And I mean, it was to the hilt. And the sad part about it, truth be told, 
I've seen quite a few women that are driving around. If it's not the truck version, it's just the regular, yeah. you know, four door jeeps, that. and yeah. they're fixed up. Yeah. And I'm like going, dang, you know, because there's a lot of people that's really into it. You could buy them a lot. You could. They come. A lot of them come in like special edition stuff, so you could buy a lot of them like already souped up. Mm-hmm. I like them. They're pretty fire. Yeah. I don't I, know about that truck though. It's like it's iffy for me. I like the, I like the truck because it to me it kind of gives you the the best of both worlds, the off road capability. Plus, you got the bed of it to haul whatever you want to haul. Um, you can go anywhere in these things. Uh, matter of fact, I watched this one episode <clears throat> of this. Uh, these guys was 12 of them, and they went in several different vehicles. Five of the vehicles were all Jeeps. Mm-hmm. And they left the United States, and they drove all the way down to Baja. Yeah. And they were touring all of Baja, the back roads and stuff heading out to the beaches just to camp out on the beaches for like the week and i'm just like going and i'm just like going see yeah i want to be able to do stuff like that but you know Mm -hmm. i'm sorry you're just not going to do that with a rav (laughs) four you're not going to make it bad you're going to get stuck yeah it's not the same okay so okay so next thing so you can go anywhere you want to right now right now anywhere anywhere the only the, the only the only caveat is you have to stay there a year, wherever that is. Netherlands. Where would you? You say Netherlands. Netherlands, yeah. Netherlands. Why there? Why Netherlands? Mm-hmm. Um, because if I had to stay there, it would be a good spot to settle in. Healthcare is free, schools free. Um, we got some. It's beautiful. I like the site. You know, I'm I'm a like. Like you said, I'm an old head, like at heart. So like, I love castles and stuff. They got very, you know, they got nice castles and stuff. So, so you, so you're into like very like picturesque environments and things of Nature, that sort. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. And they got like a, they got a little city over there. That don't even have roads. It's just straight. You get around by canals. Right. Yeah, there's this chick here from California. Uh, matter of fact, she just well, she it's almost been a year. Right before COVID started, she moved out to Le- Netherlands yeah. to be with her boyfriend. He lives out there. Black chick. And uh, yeah, loves it, yeah, loves it out there. Out there. Mm. What about you, Trey? Man, mm. I think I might have to go with the UK. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with the I'm UK because I I want I've been telling them I, I want to go see Japan things like that, but like those places I I wouldn't want to be there for a year. Mm-hmm. It was like something like right. the UK would probably be for a year for sure. I hear for uh for us you know people of color an awesome mm-hmm. place to go. Is no, please. They don't like. They don't like you. <laughs> you ain't they them. Don't. Yeah. They don't. Um, yeah. Um, Portugal. Ooh. Portugal. Yeah. I hear that is a very open country um, to go, and it's open to all different types of races. The healthcare is awesome. The education is awesome, especially if you know dealing with kids and things of that mm-hmm. sort. Um, the prices that you pay, whether it's for food, for utilities, and all that kind of stuff is awesome, and uh, yeah, and of course, on top of that, very picturesque environment, just beautiful. But I mean, if I really had to go somewhere, I mean, really go, you gotta go. And or if this is my like only place that I can go, that you got one place mm-hmm. that you have to go before you kick it, before you kick the can. Okay. Where are you going? For me, Bora Bora. Yeah, I'll live with you. That's my spot too. Bora Bora uh, for sure. Before I hit the can, um, Australia. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. One thing you must do before you leave here. 
or let's just say if it's it's on your it's let's just say I know I have one I have a I, you know you shouldn't say that no I ha- I honestly have a bucket list yeah I do too you know of things that I want to accomplish or at least try before I leave yeah what what will be yours um give me two of them hmm build build up my own castle and um have a kid oh it's oh. one of my fears I don't want to die without a kid hmm. Oh, you don't want a baby goat, man. You don't want a baby goat. <laughs> you want a child, man. You want a child. Yeah, you, don't, you don't want a kid. That's what I, you know what I mean? Hey, I want a child. Uh, a boy, a girl, a human. Wow, we went there, right? We went yeah, there. yeah. Oh, dude. We went there. Okay. Oh, what about you, Trey? Man. I want to, like... It's something that I feel. I want to feel like successful. I want to be able to wake up one day and be like, babe, we actually did what we planned that we wanted to do. Yeah. I think that's one of them. And then the other would be, see, mine goes like going towards my family. So it would be like something to set up my son and my kids for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. I think that's most important to me. It's like I'd rather put somebody else before I put myself, basically. Yeah. I don't want to like, oh, I want to go to a trip here. I'd rather just do something for my family that's going to benefit them. I think mm, that's right. Makes perfect sense. See, you see how different our answers are when one has a family <laughs> and the other doesn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. Or <laughs> when you have a family full of adults. <laughs> For me, <laughs> actually, one of the things that I'm with him on being the successful aspect of yeah. it, where I want to be able to be able to operate connect run whatever business whatever that thing is from anywhere in the world at any Mm -hmm. given time backseat of a car in the plane wherever that is you know be able to travel and do that but the one thing that i have that's really not that hard to do just just finding time to do it i actually want to take a full-blown you know one of those luxury helicopter uh rides where you actually get a tour Mm -hmm. of either some major huge city yeah. Or something like the Grand Canyon, because I know even in Las Vegas they have these these New York. bomb looking, almost, they almost look like limousine yeah. hel- helicopters, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, to where they take you, you know, on yeah. these long tours. I never been inside one, you know, yeah. and I've seen it. So I used to fly, you know, my RC helicopters, you know, flips never and rolls. I've never been, nothing? I've never been oh. inside of a helicopter okay. to be able to ride, have my phone or my camera, and just be able to do, you know, be able to see stuff yeah. from the air, which is why I love. Flying my drones. Okay. You know, that makes sense. Yeah. It's just because because you really don't realize when you're looking at things for face value just right in front mm-hmm. of you until you get above, I like to say, until you get above your problem mm-hmm. and look at it from down below and you realize, dang, that whole area full of weeds, that actually looks good from there. That looks mm-hmm. beautiful from up here, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And you really don't, you know, realize or see it or take advantage of it. Um, the other thing I really actually want to do is there's this place in Oxnard. I don't know if you all listen. So apparently there's this place in Oxnard, and they call it Oxnard Dunes right here in California. Okay. And apparently it is like being at the desert on the beach. Yeah. So here's mm. all these dunes and stuff like that, and the there. waters come. So then you say, that's one of my, I got to take my drone there and go fly. That's just Oh, yeah. That's one of my but Oxnard the, Dunes. The plane thing you're talking about, I've been watching like a lot of videos like of people that'll get like taken on like um a ride in like jets, like just fighter jets and things like that. I'm like, 
Oh my God, like that's crazy. Like you get to experience like what it's like to be a pilot. Yeah, you can have all those G forces, buddy. Are you yeah. talking about that? When your face uh, gets yeah, smashed. I've watched that. Those look, yeah. they look nice. I, mean, I, I used to, I used to want to be in the Air Force mm-hmm. when I was little. So like that's always like interesting. That was my brother because he wanted to be a pilot. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the planes, like, I, you know, when I used to go to all the air shows and watch all that kind of stuff, in my mind as a young child, I would love to be in the back seat to be able to see all that stuff. Okay, then I get on the then I get on these new roller coasters and I'll be like, nah, you can have it. <laughs> yeah, because some, some he doesn't of, do it. Some of them I can take. Some some of these roller coasters, I you know, because I do love roller coasters. Some of them I take, and some of them I'm like, yeah, you know, mm, yeah, that line looks a little long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we might want to go. <laughs> that what you be thinking? Every roller coaster I look at, mm, Final Destination. That's all I'm thinking. You know what's funny? Anything can happen. It's I'm amazing thinking, because right? I've actually I've actually had that thought too. Yeah, I'm like, like well, yeah. yeah, be my luck, man. Shoot, the roller flies off, yeah. and I end up like that. One, one, exactly. Matter of fact, that was Final Destination, where the yeah. where the uh, roller coaster ended up out in the parking lot. Yeah. I'm like, mm, yeah. Because yeah. I love roller coasters. I love mm-hmm. riding them. I tell them all the time. I go to Six Flags, and every day I'm getting ready to go. He always sends me. Like this meme that's on Instagram of a roller coaster or something falling. And he's like, See, this is why you shouldn't go. <laughs> he tries to convince me every time I go to Six Flags. Not to wow. <laughs> People are like, Oh, you afraid of heights? You got fear of heights? No, I don't at all. I just, it's that movie. It's just a simple fact that that can possibly happen. I just, that, that's not going to be my downfall. Mm. That's not how I, I'm, I'm not going that way. Yeah. <laughs> that's not happening. That's not what God has and, on my life. You feel me? So I'm not even, I don't even want to enjoy it. <laughs> I don't even want to entertain it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I do have a question for y'all though. Uh oh. Cause y'all know we still in this corona. They trying to act like it's not still here. They talking about that they have a cure or whatever antivirus or whatnot. I'm talking about the vaccine? Yeah, the vaccine. That they want everybody to take that said it's, it's gonna yeah. be mandatory. What how do y'all feel? Are y'all gonna be the first it. in line to go and get that? I'm not taking mm. it. Cause I I've been telling my coworkers like even if it is mandatory, I'm waiting to everybody else take it before I take it. I'm, I'm not gonna it. be the first one to take it. Not that's it. for sure. Not it. There's nothing they can do if you don't take it. That's a, that's the only thing though. But since it was a worldwide uh, pandemic. pandemic, they might require it for like you to go on planes and stuff like that. They might have to have something where they want to know if you took in that vaccine. Right? What if? Okay, so let me and the kids maybe. Let's let me present this because it's funny. I was having this conversation. I was having this conversation. Okay, whatever it is that you do for a living, whatever it is you do for a living, what if the place that you're at, as we get ready to start coming out of this pandemic, the businesses begin to open up their doors, allowing the workers to come back to work, but the first thing they require is you must have the vaccine in order to come back to work. That's what and then every business starts requiring it. What are you going to do? At that point in my life, it's time for me to go ahead and put all my effort and energy and my plans into action and start up my own business because <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not taking that vaccine. Like, you just don't. That's where it gets tough because I, I think you're totally correct. I think it's going to happen too. I think every single job is going to require everybody the vaccine before you come back to work. I guarantee it. Think about it. I mean, like, it's just like the lockdown and stuff they can enforce it like think about it even just our lockdown procedure like i just learned this the other day our lockdown procedure well i forget what it was but it has to do with you know what's going on so, yeah, I, just, <laughs> I just thought i'd throw that you out know what's there. amazing when you make facts like that and this goes live worldwide yeah it's a regular little fact bro, I talk, I, bro like, so where can they re- where can they reach you at <laughs> <laughs> hey man i love stream so right like, yeah i can i, I right. do a lot of live stream i man. talk about a lot of stuff bro 
because uh, what, what, because I know a lot of times we look at it from just where we are. We look at it at our state, our state level, mm-hmm. our local level. But I also look at what the world is doing, and it's amazing how other people are starting to come out of theirs. And maybe they might even be having lockdowns, but their goal is we would rather close as much as we can now, have curfews now, have lockdowns, lock-ins, you know, with consequences now, so that way they can live freely and completely you know, not have to worry about it later on. And some other countries <clears throat> are thriving yep. in this area of doing it that way. But not us. Why? That's why I had a problem why? with it. We aren't at it. Yeah. We we can't we can't stay in the house for one day without complaining. Well, I need to do this. I need to go to the store. I, and a lot of times we're not going we don't need to go to the store to get milk or run, run a low on eggs mm-hmm. or so and so needs more diapers or so and so needs more wipes. A lot of times it's a simple fact. We want to get out, go shopping, see our boys, see our girls, mm-hmm. see da da da, go see what's going on. We want to run to the movies. We want to or yeah. we want to go shopping, but we really ain't buying that. We just go to want to go window shop and yeah, see who else yeah. decide to show <laughs> up. <laughs> exactly. You know, bad. and I'm just like, oh my god, and and it and that's one of the reasons why this whole thing is running rampant. Yeah. Because people just just don't want to abide and just be able to, just be able to say, let's move off on that. Because truth be told, if you really think about it, if there was no lockdown right now, you know, amongst any of us. Some of y'all wouldn't even be sitting here because mm-hmm. you'd be running around like crazy, going from here to there, everywhere, working crazy hours yeah. all over the place because that's the way the business would operate. Mm-hmm. You'd have an influx of work. Um, and because even though people are buying, they're not buying as much because there's a money issue. Yeah. So um, even though warehouses are busy, they're not as busy as they normally would be if this was not a lockdown or a pandemic, because then y'all just be like, I can't take any time off. I, you know, I got to work from this time. Then after that, I, you know, come home, sleep for a couple few hours and I'm back at work again. And you just be running over and over and over and over and over. So, so when do you just say, you know what? I mean, all of us, I mean, when do we as men say, you know what? It's time to really sit back, chill, focus on what's important, which is my family. Even if you are your family, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> even if you are your family and just go, you know what? It's good that I have time where I'm not running around where I can just focus on me. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think about that, Trey? I mean, thoughts? I explained this to you. I think it was on the very first podcast. I said, I think this COVID, even though it hit people hard, I think it was a good learning experience for people to like to understand like how much you should be caring about your family. Like. Yeah, all that time while people had like what six months off the work mm-hmm. and things like that. I think that's very important to start doing your self evaluation of what your life is going through. Survive. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people, like you said, a lot of people go out and do stuff. That's why I shook my head. Me personally, without this pandemic or with the pandemic, I don't really do too much of nothing. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't, I don't be around too much of a crowd. So, in in some of the areas of your life, based upon where you've come from. You know, how you were raised, because I'm sure you're raised different how I raised Mm -hmm. from how he's raised. So in the areas of your life, from the time of being born to where you are now and you're how old? 24. 24. So you're 24 year old young man and you are now. So let me. me, So 
I'm not going to say my target audience because that's not true. That's not my target. My target is all. all but right. what I'm seeing through my analytics, a lot of people that are listening, believe it or not, mm-hmm. they're around 24 yeah. to about uh, 48 is basically the majority of the audience. Okay. And then there's other, you know, people from, you know, 48 and above. There's some 24 and below. Mm-hmm. So in your target audience, based upon a lot of things that you have learned, what would you tell somebody your age that is either going through a certain thing in their life, a certain struggle, um, something that they've, um, they don't want to, they really don't want to talk about um, because they think they can just, okay, I'll just work around it mm-hmm. or uh, I'll love around it or I'll gloss over it and act like it, I don't have a problem. What would yeah. you tell that man? Um, stay positive. Um, stay honest with yourself. Self-awareness, self-love is very important. Um, don't give up. You know, It don't matter what part of life you get through. You can be a millionaire. You can be somebody working a nine-to-five. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to deal with some type of obstacle. You know what I'm saying? It don't matter what it is, you know. Don't have to deal with it, um, and do what you fear. You know, do what you fear, and mm-hmm. don't be afraid of some help. You know, and I think that's one thing that helped me back a lot from a lot of things is is fear. Not so much fear is part of it, but really just like my self doubt. You know what I'm saying? Like not being able to believe in myself or me being able to do certain things. That's why I say be positive because you could, if you could just maintain a positive mindset, it don't matter what you're going through, you can still overcome. If you if you if you feeling negative. You going through a, a really hard day. You work to make sure you stay positive. That negative is going to be overcome with, you know, that positive mindset. You know, and like, he he knows, and you know, I only speak so much about certain things, but I, you know, I've been through certain things, and that that really saved my life. It really helped me just maintaining positive, you know, and just being aware of the good people that I had around me mm-hmm. and accepting the help mm-hmm. when it was offered, and not being so prideful or. or not wanting to be in a position to where I feel like I can't do it for myself or something, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, just big things, just don't give up, you know? Trey? <laughs> you took the words down. I yeah. talked about this before with him, too. Yeah. Like, it's just about just facing your fears. Like, do what you, what you would normally do. Because that's how people are millionaires today. They don't just be like, oh, I have the money, here it goes. They always start from nothing, like, sleeping in their car and stuff like that and they become media and they tell their stories all the time and you just have to go for it if you want it because yeah. you can't say things are hard because nothing's going to come easy yeah. to you nothing's given out in these days especially in the united states so the word is momentum how do you deal with that word momentum what does what does that word momentum mean to you yeah motivation and positivity that's what i think that goes a long way mm-hmm. keeping yourself positive if you don't keep yourself positive you're gonna fail if you if you have one little inch of doubt in yourself, you're gonna fail every single time. Mm. You have to speak your how you tell me you speak the speak the things yeah. into existence. Yeah. Say rather I you saying I hope I do this. <laughs> say I will do this. There you yeah. go. There I, you I go. I get on a lot with it, man. I, I struggle with that word. Man. What you struggle with? What negative mindset. Mm. You know, it's amazing that you said something about negative mindset. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna go back to the momentum in just a second, but and I said this on probably about two podcasts ago. But show I watch, and I know you've watched it too. <laughs> Judge Lynn Toller, oh, <laughs> my favorite. And oh yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. 
in her thing, and I think one of her famous quotes that she's always said is, if you continue to look for the negative, you're going to find it. And and I think that's one of the things that we have to stop trying to find the negative in everything. It's it's for it's just like a person who's saying, "Hey, um, I don't know if this gonna work out because it might do this or this might happen and this mm-hmm. might happen or I might lose this. Well, what if this falls through? What? Okay, that's the negative side. Yeah. What if it don't? What if it doesn't fall through? Mm-hmm. What if you not doing it is keeping you from winning? Yeah. You know, um, so for me, for me, momentum for me means continual progress. Um, one of the warehouse talks that we, that we always discuss was the train. Mm-hmm. Meaning that when the train is running, going down the track and it's picking up speed, no matter how many cars it has, two cars, 120 cars, whatever this train is pulling, and it's getting momentum as it goes down the track. When obstacles come up against the train that come across the track, nine times out of ten with momentum, you're able to go right through it. But if you're the same train with no momentum, with obstacles on the track, it's a very good likelihood that you're going to be stopped in your tracks. Mm -hmm. And it's going to keep you from going down and doing the things that you've been called to do. And I think we, again, go back to we're looking at that negativism so much mm-hmm. so yeah. that we don't focus on, okay, that can be negative, but let's look at the positive side. Yeah. Okay, let me get this started. Forget all the things that you really want to do, which you do. Let's do it one thing at a time. Okay, now we knock that out. Let's go to the next thing. Mm-hmm. We knock that out. Let's go to yeah. And then you'll find yourself. That train starting to pick up speed. Like when you talk, it's like a dull channel. Mm-hmm. I said, bro, you need to clean this room. What's going on with the room? He goes, ah, oh, well, I was going to, and then what happened was, you know, this happened, and then I really had to do the homework. <laughs> and then, you know, and I got tired, and I said, son, you're like the train that has, <laughs> that's what I told him. I said, yeah. you're like the train that has no momentum. Yeah. You know, and I said, you know, because if you don't take it you know, one step at a time mm-hmm. and stuff like that, eventually every little obstacle is going to keep you from doing yeah. whatever it is you want to do. I said, mm-hmm. but if you keep knocking stuff out, I said, guess what? Before you know it, you'll be taken care of. You know, his response was, well, this train has lost all its steam. Yeah. <laughs> so you stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And that's <laughs> a, honestly, stupid. that's a perfect example because yeah, but yeah. When, when, when I... When people talk about cleaning their rooms and they always give up a reason they don't, I'll always point out, but what were you just doing 10 minutes ago on your phone watching TikTok when you could have been don't cleaning your room? Oh like my that's, God. I, that goes with everything. <laughs> to me, it's like if you're taking breaks, you're losing. Let's see. That's what it is. TikToks, the joystick. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, no, no. I'm trying to defeat this I right mean, it's, like, it's like that with a lot of things, bro. People are like, oh, I can't go to the gym. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got gym money. Go spend $100. You spend two, three, four, yeah. five hundred dollars a month on, you know what I'm saying? Some J's. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Exactly. Some Balenciagas. You get what I'm saying? The, the like, sidewalk is free. You can yeah, run up and down that right like, there. Like, like, I don't understand why people like to make it excuses for themselves so they can and if you have a garage that has enough room in it hello exactly you know and it's funny because i'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest with you i've been on tiktok not me being on tiktok Mm. but i've been looking at tiktok 
And I see these chicks, these ladies, young ladies, excuse me. I see these ladies <laughs> who, who, um, who come up with all these different exercise routines without mm. going to the gym. Yeah. They're like one lady I saw, she was in her house. She lays on her back, lifts up the side of her couch, and then puts her feet up under it. Mm-hmm. And then she starts doing like a yeah. leg press, you know, using the couch. Yeah. And some of the other different things, I've seen them, you know, get in their hallway and put their feet up against the wall. They turn themselves upside down on their hands and they start doing, you know, push ups yeah. with their. I'm, and I just go, yeah. <laughs> but in this, in this environment, I think a lot of times, People don't want to be creative. Oh, we want to be creative for the things we want to do. We'll find mm-hmm. we'll be creative to figure out money to go get that next Starbucks, or to uh, you know ask somebody to borrow some money because we want something for our little mm-hmm. you know our little side hustle, whatever mm-hmm. little fix that we want. But some of the stuff that makes so much sense to accomplish, we won't even do it. Yep. We make excuses for it. Why is why do you think that we as men or as a people? Make excuses for not handling the things we should handle. As men and as people, I'm gonna let you answer that because I was thinking just our people. No, that's no, no. Like, I don't think I, it's just but that. I'm, I'm not gonna answer just that. I'm gonna answer. I just think a lot in today's age, there's a lot of kids that just they get brought up to the way they think that everything's handed to them. Privilege, you, well, yeah. entitlement. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, not yeah, even. That, and yeah. people try to make it like, oh, it's just a white. Thing. It's really not. No, to no, every person's thing. If you have parents that gave you things when you're little, you feel like you're entitled yeah, to get them. You, got, yeah, you feel if, like if, you're if, supposed yeah. to be able to get those mm-hmm. things. That's why you always see the people that go through the hard times, like living homeless. They work. They get millions faster than you do because they're they're not used to having anything. So they work harder than you. You know, and I, and I think. When you have gone through the struggle, whatever that struggle is in your life, in your personal life, your family life, your dynamic, regardless of your race, whatever, regardless of your color, but when you've gone through a struggle and nothing's ever been handed to you, mm-hmm. as you begin to start accomplishing things, it seems as though to me what I see is it means a lot more to you yep. mm-hmm. because you knew where you came from to get to where, you know, you look at your, for instance, your, your Tyler Perry's yeah. of, of the world who, when you see exactly the struggle that they've gone through sleeping in the cars, you know, being homeless, taking the last year money and not buying a coffee, not going out to dinner not trying to find a date, not trying to buy the latest pair of shoes, but turn around and invest it in a dream that they want to succeed don't necessarily know how it's going to turn out but they know they want to succeed and every little piece of money they just keep reinvesting in themselves you know not into their attire but they keep investing into their learning investing into their craft and i hate to say it a lot of us we just don't reinvest into our craft yeah yeah any little money we get we burn it yeah and i think and i get the point every time because out of every person I've watched that successful, they always say the one line. They always say, I never thought this would actually happen. Yep. Because they kept doing it for themselves. Like, no matter what, I'm going to do this till I die. Routine, Some people bro. do things and like, oh, if it doesn't work the first time, I'm done with it. I don't want to do it anymore. Mm. That's not the mindset you should have. Right. <laughs> don't give up. You know, it's giving up. Okay, but here, here's another thing. I also see some of the most successful people. If you look at some of the most successful people in the world. How do you feel about that attitude of gratitude, meaning where you're, as you're making it, you're giving back? It's, an, it's a must. There's too many people in a position of 
power. Um, there's too many people in a position to where they can give back, where they can do for other people. I'm not saying you have to be a millionaire, but you're, you know what I'm saying, you're living comfortably. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, giving back is easy just as volunteering your extra time just to go, you know, give somebody some turkey. You know what I'm saying? Or, I don't know, give your mama some money even though she always asking for money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so, that's just an example of nothing I've been through, but you know, like, I get just, it. I get it. Yeah, you know. It's I mean, yeah, this, like you said, like, it's, it goes that way a lot. Yeah. I mean, people just, it's just like, the way I look at it is like, if I don't do this, what if I was in their situation? Yeah. Like, you would somebody, you would want somebody to help you, so why don't you go do the same? That's just like me. I, I work, look, I worked um, a car wash job. I made, before now, I made like most money I've ever made, right? mm-hmm. making tips. Before that job, I didn't tip as much. Ever since I worked that job, I always tipped. Even if, there was points in my life, there was points, because like, at a certain point in my life, I was homeless like for a good little, a good little amount of time. I would still give my last, and I, you know what I'm saying? Cause why not? You know, like why not? <laughs> Cause I know it's gonna come back. You know, I know it's gonna come back. I know how I feel when I'm sitting out there working, not even just slaving, but sweating. You know, busting the car out, and you come out here and just like, oh, all right, you know, and you leave. I'm not gonna trip. You don't have to give me nothing, but it's like you know, it's just I know how it is, and I know you know people. So I'm, I'm that, glad that you. I'm glad you brought up that subject. <laughs> yeah. <that's, laughs> And I, I think we're going to close with this yeah. one, but I'm glad you brought up this subject of tips. Okay. So for those of you that are out there, been listening to a couple 20-somethings and 50-somethings, okay, <laughs> talking about... Human, human <laughs> ages, human <laughs> ages. <laughs> talking about, you know, some different things. But in this environment of tips, you've got, uh, you've got Uber, you've got, what else? Live. You, you've um, got, live, you've got... Uh, what is it? Um, Door what's dash, the Door, Instacart, DoorDash, Instacart. Postmates, you got all these different yeah. things. You got Postmates. And then prior to the COVID, um, of course, you know, the restaurants and stuff like that are open. Yeah. So for all those of you that are listening, maybe you're you're working an app-based job, uh, your DoorDash, your, your Uber, your Lyft, your, you know, Postmates and all that kind of stuff. And maybe prior to this, you were maybe a waiter or a waitress. Now, as a consumer who uses any one of these platforms and or has been waited on by waiters and waitresses, when you are tipping, however it is that you tip and why, why do you give that person what, what you give them or why don't you? Why don't I? Um, why? Why would be... I mean, if you give them a good tip, what what makes you give them a good tip? Okay, well, first off, is she a female? <laughs> and she's very go. beautiful. Okay, so we're listening to some 20-somethings <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, but look, I'm going to give you every answer. Though. So what he's saying is, if she's fine... <laughs> yeah, she, gonna get it, she probably going to get more of a tip than, you know what I'm saying, somebody my age. But at the same time, like, I'll still... I'll say, let's say, I'll give her 20, and Buddy will get, like, 10. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, I mean, come on now. Like, okay, you can't judge me for that. Okay, so I I know you guys are listening. I don't know if that would be called, like, sexual harassment or or, or whatever. But do do not reach out to me. He already gave you his uh, uh, social media (laughs) connection. (laughs) But anyway, go go ahead and continue what you're saying. Um, Dang, I forgot what I was saying. Um, what was the question again? Oh, you, oh, you, okay. you were saying, you were saying oh why I do and why not? Yeah, okay. why, why would you Why would you give them the tip that they get? Yeah, why? Both good or bad? 
Um, okay, so for the most part, bad, I would still tip if it's bad for sometimes, for the most part. Unless he's, the guy's just like a, the person's just like straight rude, like, you know what I'm saying? Disrespectful, ain't say nothing, wouldn't know. You know, if you come to me and you just like, hey, you know what I'm saying? You some type of nice, you ain't got to be all smiley and giddy up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I need you something. You know what I'm saying? If you come, you, you know, like, I ask you for something, I got to ask you three, four times. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I hate that. And he knows it. I get in a drive-thru and I yell at the people just to make sure they, I don't mean to, but I yell at them, you know, to make sure they get what I get, you know, get it right because you're supposed to. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, let's see. Yeah, that's really for the most part. Like, I'm, I feel like, I feel like you don't have to go all out, your, all out your way to get a tip from me. You know what I'm saying? But just do your job. Exactly. Just do your job. That's it. Trey? Yeah, I'm the same way. I don't need you to go overboard. You don't have to come and smile. Because I've seen people with different jobs. I know how stressful you can get, especially waiting. Yeah. Like, you be getting run around like half the day. You barely get a break. So I understand that. Yeah. I always give tips. I used to never give tips. And I started to feel like I'm doing wrong by not doing that. So I started to I always give tips now. I mean, for me, like, the only way I wouldn't give you a tip, like he said, like, you just probably pretty much have to be rude. Yeah. Just, just not talking to me and just like snatching stuff off the table, yeah. like mumbling, not really trying to talk to me. I'm like, are you okay? Or if I just don't have it. Yeah. You know. But you can, I, for me, I can tell when somebody's having a rough day yeah. versus what they just want to act like that mm-hmm. because they don't want to do their yeah, job. Yeah, yeah, facts. I think one of the things for me is, um, as you alluded to earlier, in doing the car wash thing, you know, so, someone hustling, mm-hmm. um, whatever that is. So let's just say, for instance, you're whether you're a car wash, you're a waiter, waitress, whatever, and you have a flat fee of your, you know, your pay rate. Okay. Even if it's ten to thirteen, fourteen dollars an hour, whatever, you know that that is considered kind of low. So you you rely on your tips Mm -hmm. to make up for, you know. So I I get it. So I understand that it's important for you to get the right amount of tips so you can, you know, make a living, you know, and pay for what you need to pay for. The flip side of that is I understand and you understand that you need the tips in order for you to make your living, but you want to give any old time of service. For instance, um, I'll just use this one. I bring my car to your car wash and you don't hardly wipe it down all the way. Okay. There's dirt all over the place. Okay. You know, even though the car wash did its thing, your job is to wipe it down, wipe the tires and stuff like that. You want to come across in any old kind of way and then look at somebody crazy when they don't want to hand you something. Yeah. When you actually give it, you know, a kind of a half cocked. Yeah. Not, you didn't give it your 100%. You mm-hmm. didn't give excellence to it. So why would I want to give you an excellent tip? Exactly. But I also, you know, so so for instance, there 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 were guys that you know, at one car wash I would go to, stuff like that. I always hope for, a, you know, two people in particular. If it wasn't that person, yeah. please give me that person. Mm-hmm. Because they took care of me and I always made sure yeah. they had fat tips. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times I would still tip somebody else that didn't do even, a, they didn't mm-hmm. even really try. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I did it because it was the right thing yeah. to do. But you didn't get what you could have gotten because mm-hmm. you didn't put in the work. Yeah. Now, on the waitressing slash waiter hostess side, I've always given tips. Yeah. Not all of them was cash, but I always gave you a tip. Okay. Okay. And sometimes I wrote it down on a piece of paper. (laughs) 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 Because, okay, so, you know, I just, for instance, even now I go to either when I go to restaurants, whatever, that depending upon what I spend Mm -hmm. um, will determine exactly where my flat 
Okay. Again, it's flat. Yeah. You know, tip's going to be depending upon what I spend. Now, how you, what you bring to the table, you know, good, bad, or indifferent will determine whether I'm going to go above that or yeah. not. Okay. But if you're just like a clown, I mean, you're, you're, you're rude, mm-hmm. obnoxious. There is no um, decorum. There is no, um, you know, treating me as if, you know, I'm a customer, yes. like I'm a value customer mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You best believe you, you're going to get a tip, but it's not going to be the kind that you want. <laughs> you know, and I will pull out a piece of paper and I'll put on here a tip and I actually leave it on the table. I don't even hand it to him. I'll put it on a table, underline tip, and I'll go like, number one. Man. And I will write down, here's what you need, all these yeah. and, and how many, whatever the points are, what you need to work on. And the sad part about it is I do believe that, you know, everyone needs to earning living everyone needs to earn you know a certain type of salary a certain type of uh, monetary gift for what they bring to the table Mm -hmm. but you can't expect certain things to happen to you if you're not even willing to bring it to the table exactly and it goes back to what you said earlier to your point where you talked about that whole sense of entitlement where people think that Mm -hmm. well I'm uh, I'm a waiter, or I'm a waitress, or I'm a driver. I'm so I deserve this. Yep. I filled your I filled your water four times, but but how did you act when you came and gave me my water? You know, how many times I had to ask you to give right, me my water? Right. You know that that would be just like, um, you know, someone cooking for you. You know, mm-hmm. you go over the you know, you go over the house, um, to cook. You know, and the whole time they're cooking, you're trying to have a conversation with that individual, and they don't want to hardly acknowledge you and all that kind of stuff, but they know they're just supposed to cook for you because that's their job. And then when, when they hand you the plate, they take the plate down and slap it on the table. I mean, it's like, I almost, I don't know if I should eat it or not. Yeah. Right. I don't know if I should touch it or not because you already have an attitude. Number one, you didn't want to, and then you turn on, slapped it down. And then it makes me Mm -hmm. wonder, did you do anything to it? Did you, you know, so there, and the sad part about it is a lot of people bring that same type of attitude to what they do, yep. even in the workplace, mm-hmm. even if it's not in a tip provided, yeah. uh, you know, uh, I'm just supposed to show up. Well, yeah, okay, so every day you showed up on time, but you're not helping that person and that person and giving it 100%. Why are, they, you, know, why are you watching them do all the work? Yep. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of that going on now. You just see, like, especially in our generation, like in all aspects, like relationships, all that. Because you know, you got people that grow up a certain way, just like you were saying, they grow up a certain way, and they that's they, they feel like they're entitled to it. You know what I'm saying? And then if it don't go that way, then, then you a bad person. You know what I'm saying? You ain't you. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy out here, man. I mean, that's why that's why I always talk about when you talked about moving to different places. Every friend that I've had, like in school, I've had this this one girl. She came from Germany. She told me like everything. She was like, like the people in Germany treat you way better than the U- do in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Like people are way nicer. Nobody treats you like trash. Like yeah. no matter where you come from, people are nice to you. And I'm like, well, you got a whole different one coming here. I don't know why you would come down here. Then, <laughs> like it's crazy. Yeah. I, I don't get how people like act the way they do in the United States. Like they're entitled. Like we're just some over. Like we're the top power of the country. Like I don't understand. Like we're, just, I feel like we're the weakest by the ways we act. It just it, it boils down to just how this country was built. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's how I'm thinking of it. Like, that's just what it boils down to. It's just always it's just it's, it's history. History repeats itself. Same thing is gonna happen until. Yeah.
you have heard from these 20 somethings <laughs> talking about a whole lot of stuff. This is Sean, your host of the I'm Dealing With broadcast, the end of season two. Take care, be blessed.